<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. But we're about to get into the makings of Jessica. M-I-S-T-E-R, Rhodes. Mr. Spell it Yeah, out. M-I-S-T-E-R. Rhodes. You know, like from the color purple, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he love it. He's a low. He ain't like that, though. He ain't like that, though. <laughs> We go. We go find out a lot about them here, though, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is a blessing. The joy of children laughing. These are makings of you. It is true. The makings of you. Oh man! So let me make sure to get my notes together. And no prep, raw and uncut. Just hey. who I am always. That's how we do it. So let's get into it. So, Jesse. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. So this is the makings of Jesse with Everything Culture. I'm Drake. Y'all know me. And today we're going to learn a bit about you. Yes. We're going to ask about your childhood, your upbringing, Uh-oh. your background, your, your point of view in life, all that. Okay. No pressure. These no wrong answers either, because okay. these are your answers. Just me. It's only one Jesse. So this is the makers of Jesse. So nobody else can tell us more about Jesse than Jesse. Y'all feel me? So, Jesse, mm-hmm. how would you describe yourself? How I describe myself, I'll describe myself as someone that is, have a thirst that has not been quenched in a sense of what greater can I do for the community? And it's a calling that dates back to God. I don't know how long, but I'm always figuring out, hey, I can see the possibility of mankind. I can see how well we can work together. And I'm blessed to be positioned to continue to find ways to create it. So for me, I'm a servant of the community. That's how I would say I am. Servant of the community. Mm-hmm. Love that. What cultures do you represent? Mm. Really all day. Born and raised in Philadelphia, so you know I had to get that in there one time. <laughs> All right, I read it, I read it. So being a uh, single, you know, black male, divorced, uh, two adult children, uh, being from Philadelphia, that's what I know, right? And I've had a luxury to moving around different places. I lived in Arkansas, lived in Minnesota, also in Jersey, although you're from the East Coast, Jersey, Philadelphia, New York, it's all kind of um, but, but moving around different houses and different apartments in different states, uh, bringing a different perspective. And now I'm here in Washington, you know, Seattle. Um, so I've been here for seven years. So mm-hmm. for me, 
is an embodiment of all those cultures, perspectives, and thoughts in my movements and in career too. I went from consulting life, uh, industry, corporate. Yeah, I was at uh, Walmart. You may have heard of that company or that Target, you know, and I'm at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right. And so getting a chance to, and then before that was looking to Shin Ernst, you know, getting a chance to kind of really get a good blend of consulting life and working in corporate America and understand all those pieces been great. Wow. And then, and then one more layer, see my career itself. You got, um, I grew up in the accounting by trade, but I practiced IT risks and controls for the bulk of my career. That I shipped over to IT, I mean, to HR, human DEI, which is diversity, equity, inclusion. You know, that's what we love around here. So, the multifacet is by an easy way to say it. I see that. We love that. Okay, so do you mind sharing your age with us? Sure. Proud. Established 1975. So I'm 47, turned 48 mm. in September. Mm. What is September? What's that? 15. Virgo child. Well, I, I was about to say that. Man. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Hey, you flowing right into this. You sure you ain't listened to this before? Nope, nope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Look, y'all know how we do it here. Y'all know how we do it. But thank you, Jesse. Thank you. How would you define or describe your childhood and upbringing? Well, anyone know I'm a firstborn. So you know how it is when you're firstborn, you first to, to be keen to learn, be curious. And sorry about, I apologize for throwing some leadership principles in here by, by mistake of the Amazonian. What, what, what was the statement? Um, the words, the expressions, the statements does not represent the organization. Exactly. It's only me. It's solely me. Uh, but no, I would say to me, just growing up being curious. Right, being a firstborn, I have a little sister, I love her to death, for two, love her to life, two years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, they help push things. And my parents were very flexible. Uh, I didn't have a curfew defined. It was defined based on yeah. such, And my mom always said, hey, listen, you can go hang out at that party if you want. Well, I'll pick you up and meet you at 12 o'clock. Then you walk out one minute late. I will walk up to that door and embarrass you. So I said, walk out 1155. All right, y'all. Have a good night. I'm tired. Catch y'all later. So it was always this understanding of operating of an agreement. And so when I went to college, I had that same flexibility. So my childhood, it was allow me to just learn who I was and knew my parents supported me and knew what I didn't do, what I should be doing, that we disciplined accordingly. And so for me, just that uprooting was great. Very two-parent home. My parents are still married. They're married now, 47, 54 years marriage and wow. counting. So, wow. blessed. Clap for that. Love that. And you got to touch on it a little bit. How are you disciplined or redirected growing up? So my mom and dad, tough love. My mom was Libra, October. My dad, a military guy, with Vietnam War, Purple Heart. So he definitely did his thing, 25th Division. And in branches was uh army and so it didn't play and yeah. so for me i knew that while i had a flexibility i also had an understanding yeah, 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 yeah. norms and they know me were pretty laid back they would you know first time get the pass because you didn't know the second time and so for me it was always made a point to make a second time and it's so funny how that carried me in life because even at corporate jobs when i was growing up in consulting all the work I used to do I always sent my product of my work product mm-hmm. and the review notes that I got from my leadership team, my management team. And I still hold that true. If someone gave me some input about how I'm operating, what I need to do differently, I've always said I don't want that same exact comment 
repeat itself later. And you know I'm gonna get, I'm gonna always continue to grow and groom, but how can I learn the first time and not repeat the same mistake? And if I repeat, was it directly a copy of the last time or was it an altered, I didn't catch it. So I've always been that way. I must came in childhood. So everything comes that, That's why we had these questions right here yes, for the sir. makers of you, exactly yes, why. And speaking more on childhood and going back, how do you feel about your education in life? First, I'm the first to go to college, first generation. Schooling, I was blessed by parents. And I'll share a quick story. Blessed from my impact. So last went to public school first, you know, to middle school. And then my mom and dad decided to put us in Catholic school. Back then, well, Catholic school was like the private school with yeah, discount, yeah, yeah. right? And so being from Philadelphia, paying for private school was too expensive. But Catholic school back then was like $5,000, $6,000, which is a lot. That's still a lot today, but it was a lot back then too. Yeah. And so I had that. And then fast forward. When I was in high school, I got into a situation. I share a story a lot. So folks that may know me heard a story where I think it was my sophomore year, early high school. And this kid, we were off for, off for All Saints Day, which is a holiday in the Christian, where it's a day after Thanksgiving. He's like, the day after Halloween. Thank you for that correction. After Halloween. And I'm walking home and he said, on block. But they put the F word in it though. And I was like, what? I hit him, right? And then before I realized, I, Hit this kid on his street. Playing <laughs> my, my, my neighborhood. This is Philly, right? He comes out with a bunch of kids to, to, to essentially get me. I get away safely. I'll say that the angels was there or dealt, saw a situation, created space for me to get away. But I wasn't happy about that. My mom said, Don't go to school tomorrow and start no more trouble. Did I listen? No. I went back to school the next day. <laughs> Hit him again. Right? This time, we we'll, were we'll more prepared for it, right? He, he hits me back. Well, I thought he hit me back with just a punch, but he actually cut me. Oh, it's like a scar of proving right in my arm. I see. And then uh, rushed to the hospital. My mom said, I told you not to hit him, right? And so I'm like, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. So fast forward, we both, you know, had report back to school. Now, half of school has it really back then, too. Of course, now, no tolerance for fighting or any that stuff. Wait, this was at the Catholic school? You squabbing like off, this? Off campus. Uh, okay. Their rule is you off campus, on it's still campus. Because mm -hmm. you were on premises of going to school wearing uniform for the bus. So in their mind, that was still campus. Right? But fortunately for me, I had a, a priest that really looked down for me and my parents and said, just get into this kind of trouble. And this is unusual. And such gave me a second chance. And my dad said to me, hey, if they ask you about what you want to do when you grow up, say, you like math, you like money, say accountant. Never heard of accounting? Okay, fine. Uh, they never asked me that question when I went to interview the different school, but it stuck with me. And so when I went to school, they, they trusted me and I got enrolled. And I took accounting class, got an A. I'm like, oh, I love this, I got an A, I can do this again. And then fast forward, I decided to go to school for accounting, went, went to Drexel University for college, engineering school, and business school, rest is history. I have heard an unfortunate side, the other side of the story. The other gentleman, his name is Aaron, had a different path. And he went and got into more trouble, as I understood it, and went, lost his life. And so this, this sense of survival guilt has been on my shoulders for a long time. Of, how can I 
help support, mentor, educate, how you navigate through adversity and how we can make decisions. We both at the same point in conflict, chose a different path. Well, that led to me going first to go to college. Unfortunately, not for him. And so for me, it's always been, how do I mentor and get back to others in the same life? That's, 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 that, that shaped me in my street education, as well as my academic and going to college and studying MIS, which is Management Information Systems. So I studied IT technology. I studied accounting. This was before it was popular. And, uh, and that really set my trajectory and my career forward. Wow. That's beautiful right there. Yeah, nice. I love that story. And especially the ending, what a good to be continued where we're at right yes. now. But when you were telling the experience being in high school in Philadelphia, first thing the jingle popped in my head was from the Fresh Prince. Got in one little fight. Everyone always says that. And, and then when you show back up at school, the next thing popped in my head was Marshawn Lynch. It was like... Oh over and over i i respect all sides from your mother's advice until you i don't think he understood me too well let me show we we, we understand that but that's amazing and, yeah, and thank you for coming on once again this is the bakers right. of jesse everyone and that experience that you shared i know it's someone else out there that need to hear that or yeah. maybe experience the same thing or may be on the other side of that yeah and how quickly our decisions can yeah. little small things uh, how i can make that significant change so facts Going to our next question. What was your first sense of responsibility? Mm-hmm. Being an older brother. Mm. My yes. parents always say, uh, open the door for your sister. What? She got her own two arms. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it was just this sense of, hey, my mom's from the South, right? My parents. Yeah. And it's an upbringing. And, and so understand that it's not just about me. I remember one time I got my first job working at some restaurant, uh, fast food restaurant, and making my own money. I was all excited. And mentioning like, you know, it's like I bought my own jacket. It was a starter jacket, Ooh. right? Okay, okay. Back in style. It was you know, a different type of flicks. Go ahead. Black. And my mom, and I'm a 49ers fan. Don't judge me for y'all see how it You know, yes, and my Eagles, I, I am a fan of the Eagles. I'm a diehard 49ers fan. Joe, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Jerry, you know, the list goes on. That era right that there. Era back you, got then. You, got you, So I went to go buy my jacket. And my mom says, don't you go buy that jacket. But well, I said, why not? So can you, can your sister buy that jacket? No, you have to be mindful. You come in here, you're working, helping, growing. And then you go and buy stuff that your sister can't even take heed to. And I like, and said, my mom was like, well, she's too young to work. Why am I worried about her? But it was setting a, a presence that in the house. Like we work together, collect as a family, and help build together as a family. And I had to go off and buy individual things and, and to, to overextend your pockets and your money. So it took me responsibility is that it's not just me. I'd be mindful, but the collective we be mindful too. So that was a big lesson too. So I ended up getting my jacket eventually. Yeah. But I did other steps first, you know, uh, beforehand. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. That was yeah. a, that's a list. I never put that together like that. Yeah. Shout out to your parents, man. Yeah. For real. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. some great advice. Yeah. And then you go and buy and stuff that your sister can heed to. And I like and said, "Mom, too young to work." Why? Well, but it was setting up a, a presence that and collectively the family 
and help build together as family. I had to go off and buy individual money. So it took me responsibility is it's not just me. I'd be mindful, but the collect be mindful too. So, so I ended up getting my jacket eventually. Yeah. But I did other steps first, you know, uh, beforehand. I like that. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. a, that's a list. I never put that together like that. Yeah. Shout, shout out to your parents, man. Yeah. For real. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. some great advice. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. And thank you for sharing with us, by the yeah. way. Um, mm. what were and what are your beliefs? Mm. General, open any question. <sighs> My beliefs evolve over time. I say, I realize the power just being open and vulnerable, and not being stopped, or feeling they gonna look bad. Well, look a certain way. This is a continue, right? Faith going person, you know, my mom, dad, mentioned cap school and, and religion and so forth. And, and people don't really dive into understanding that when you're having a conversation, fool yourself. You're not being fully present, you're not uh, being authentic. The person may not know what it is, but the energy is altered. Yeah. And as a result, you don't establish this relationship. And so before, so for me, I always pride myself on, hey, you know, people don't want to see my sad side. People want to see me smile. I'm an outgoing person. I'm always happy. I'm always happy and jolly. And so for me, I thought post on didn't care to know about um, the pains or issues or concerns. And so navigating my life, always smiling, being positive, having a good kind of I'm still this way, by the way, but but positive and so forth. But what I didn't realize was I was impacting friendships, relationships, because it feel like, does he really hear me? Is he listening? I'm saying this to him. He throws this positive thing out here. Right? And is he reacting? And how can I pour into Jesse if I feel like he hit this wall up? I didn't know any of this was happening, right? I thought. My ego was telling me, I'm making people feel happy and feeling good. When well, I realized that, hey, no, you had to share. You really are. Hey, tired or been busy or know what? Yes. I'm like, yes. You know, I'm happy at jobs, right? And then folks can connect when you do share who you really are about being vulnerable. And then from there, you can truly connect and inspire others. That took me a long time learning that late into my 30s, maybe 40s, right? <laughs> really, that's the impact. I always tell folks, if folks are listening, even past relationships, you know, men, yeah. you know, I apologize on behalf of their self of not knowing the impact that I had by not being my true self. Mm. Thinking that I was guarding you, reality was I'm guarding my own self. Big on it. Mm. Man, you, I, I'm happy that you mentioned that. Who has been the biggest influence in your life? Mm, parents, hand down. Hands down, parents. They still marry, you know, 54 years and, and counting. Um, hands down, my parents. Yeah. And then I'll say right behind my sister. She'd probably be shocked to hear that right now. Yeah, I love her. I love her life. You know, she's, her and I, <laughs> we, we always see the complete opposite of each other. But we're not. But we say we are. Like, I have high blood pressure. She has low blood pressure. So even, <laughs> <laughs> even to that point, right? But just her calm, she has four beautiful daughters, my nieces, and just um, seeing her thrive in her way 
and it's always been so those are my immediate and then you got other folks i would say as i start to navigate my career where uh had some great mentors great advocates in, in all my corporate jobs including my current one and those really inspiring me to to see it's bigger than me that um work i'm doing that folks are counting on that and so for me and my mentors included and so that I, i've been fortunate to have at least one or two mentors per company I worked at. And for the most part, I'm in straight direct contact with all of them still. Um, even going back to my Deloitte days, when I first started out, to my Walmart days, my Target days, and now here Amazon days. I've been blessed to, to have those connections and people inspire me, look up to. Right. You know, mentorship is an awesome thing to have. Yeah. yeah. That's something to value. I know I've been a mentor for years and it's work, it's work, mm -hmm. but it's valuable, especially within our community. Yeah. Um, don't see it enough when we say that. Right. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, goodness. So your theme song, what song represents you the best? <laughs> it's currently playing right now. Hey. hey. Oh no, that's a good question. My theme song. Hmm. I was going to give a shout out to Jay-Z, you know. I'm trying to think of a Jay-Z song. Ten years removed with the vibe still in my vein. There you go. What song was that one? Yeah. Y'all probably close. know that one. Ten years removed with the vibe still in my vein. I'll find it. <laughs> oh. Okay. See, now you can see. Yeah. See, I've been on my Southern they, kick. They, they probably been, posting it right like, now. <laughs> hey, Lee, let, hey, let us know if y'all got that. Let us know if y'all got that. You know? <laughs> probably know. Um, we'll hook you up. You know, we try to give out little giveaways here and there. Y'all would say, you know, we'll cover your lunch, and but your lunch may be $16, okay? You know, got to be on the 20, you know, depending where you're going. So, Chocolate Quest left my wallet in El Segundo. That's a good one, too, because sometimes we move so fast that, uh, we 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 move so fast and leave things behind mm. that could be valuable. And sometimes you reference back. Oh, I need reference back to this. And I feel especially in today's society. You know, me full time Amazon, nighttime you know, bar owner. I'm on three nonprofit boards, writing a book. It's not enough hours in a day, and I know this. I can't do all this every day, right? Team is important. I have a strong team here at Poco blessed to have that they run it right i call myself the investor they run the operations right you know amazon strong team right um, amazing leaders uh, amazing boss amazing team that helps a lot you know um same with nonprofits. got amazing boards and so i always say the 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 can't do it alone hey i sometimes I lose my wallet in el segundo i have to go back and go get it to make sure that we're keeping myself accountable the actions I'm taking and making sure that the folks rely on me too. We'll go back and get that wallet to finish the job we, we set forth. And so I've left my wallet a few times at El Segundo and had to go back to make sure that Poco is being supported. The, the, the nonprofit after school all-star, which is here in Puget Sound for middle school students is supported to making sure Amazon is being supported, making sure yeah. I'm doing my job in the DEI perspective. And so, and acknowledging that those wallets get dropped that someone will also be to help keep me accountable too. Say, hey, Jesse, do you have your wallet on you? Yeah. Oh, thank you for that call out. I appreciate you. Let me go back and grab it. So maybe Tropical Quest. Oof, wow. I remember the Jay-Z song later. We'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> but man, amazing. Um, so you mentioned 
for the nonprofits. Yeah. The nine to five. You know, yeah. Amazon. Shout out to Amazon, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned Poco Bar yeah. Lounge, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Poco. What other interests or hobbies did you get into? <laughs> you asked that question before. I said, I think going back to survival guilt, I find the mentoring, the connection is is my hobby. Poco is my passion project. Mm. You know, I, I got to pull this up. Hey, you go to our website, pococl.com. Shout out. Yeah, you go to our purpose page, you'll see this. I thought about Poco on two parts. One was um, you walk up, Poco Wine, you become Poco Wine Room. It's been here for over 17 years. Um, previous owner um, had a vision of a wine bar. And that's two levels. And over the, the, I'm the fifth owner over the course of different owners. You, and the first one was, was, uh, was a gay couple, two men. And they sold to their friend, who was also a gay couple, two men and a partner. And then that, that couple sold to a black couple, uh, a male, female couple. And then that black couple sold to my friend, black single female. And then now I'm the fifth owner, third black owner, uh, Foco. And over those years, you had this, this shift from Poco Wine Room to Poco Wine Spirit to, as I'm calling, Poco Bar and Lounge, to be more inclusive to both non-drinkers and drinkers. When it comes to lounge and hang out, have a cocktail or mocktail or no tell, right? Um, but you look at the sign, it just says Poco, right? <laughs> it just says Poco, right? And I'm like, what, what's, what does P-O-C-O mean? We know Poco means little Paquito, Italiana, and English, and Espanol, right? But the wine room was covered up. And right, and so on the street, it says P-O-C-O. And so I thought about it. I said, Poco, purposeful, organic, captivating, optimistic. That's Poco. And our mission statement, and our mission, to cultivate a safe space where all people can convene, co-create, build celebrated, and build cross-cultural experiences while nourishing their body and soul. Now that took a long time to write that. I was tying in both what I do in my day job or diversity, equity, inclusion, my love for humans. And my experience here at Pogo before I own it, I was coming here on first dates, hanging out, right? Or business meetings. Um, I can't do first dates here anymore. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, mm -mm, <laughs> and, and I have a lady now, so that needs to be even more mad. But, um, right. But at any rate, um, so yeah. And so, and then my friend was looking to sell it, move back to the East Coast. And I said, you can't. You can't sell Pogo. I, I was passionate about it. And I never envisioned being a restauranteer. Yeah. But the, the energy, the community that represented, I felt it in the space. Had to be cherished and celebrated and nourished. And so I'm blessed she had the opportunity to take over. And I had no clue. I still know I'm only 18 months. I'm still learning how this thing works. But I knew was one thing to keep intact was the sense of community, for community, by community, creating programming, creating space. That's like I call it like after after work program for adults, <laughs> where you can come and and let your hair down uh, or let your beard out, right, <laughs> right, and get informed like things like just having conversations like we're doing right now and doing things like spoken word or um, speaking series around DEI, 
to let releasing stress to painting sips and art on the wall to live music being played here. How I create that space. And then of course the vision I have is to foster a transformative environment around the table where ideas of what is possible as individuals and our collective selves are expanded and put to use towards a better world. That's the vision that I have. That's the intersection between uh, my childhood to what I do at, at, at Amazon. I moved to, from being an accountant to the hour. It is this thirst to say, how do I, instead of doing more, 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 which I'm still doing a lot more, mm-hmm. I gotta do greater. And so my thrive and thirst and here at Poco is to create that sense of community and then replicate it in other communities. Let self thrive, continue to replicate, and then look similar, scale that way. All the same connected fabric of how we work a better world. Just world working together. That's that's my that's my purpose in life. Wow. Hey. Thanks, man. That's beautiful, like, and motivating first and foremost too. Um, the the mission statement to the vision, and I know it, the work it takes for that, and like, and to be active. Um, for the people who I've I've spoken about you a few times, like, man, this guy Jesse, everywhere I go, he's there, and it's just saying <laughs> a good spirit, good vibes, and. And it just seemed like, once again, it's just like God puts you in places to make the world greater, everything you're saying. So you're doing an excellent job with it. I would say that first and foremost, from my perspective, um, you know, I don't know if you heard of our mission statement of everything in culture, but our mission state comes from the words of Dr. Martin King Jr. He said at Cornell College, um, I want to say in 1967, that he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. And they don't know each other because of segregation. And because of segregation, we have miscommunication. Mm. So that's the reason we put this podcast together. And the vision is for us to get to know each other so we can Mm. love one another. So we have the pillars of respect, communication, and consistency. I believe that's how you build a significant relationship. Mm. So we do that. So we bring people like yourself on the Mm. show, have sit-down conversations to get to know you. Yes. So when we get to know you and other people out there get to know a little bit better. Because everybody grew up. Everybody has some type of caregivers. Everybody has some type of trauma experience. Yeah. So we can show a little bit of empathy towards one another. Yeah. So when we have these other conversations in the future, like, I know a little bit about Jesse. Mm-hmm. I want to I hear what Jesse's talking about now. Yeah. Or hear you on the show. What is, who is Jesse? Yeah. Go back and learn, learn a little bit about more about them. Yes. And you can relate in some sense. Mm-hmm. So I know it's work. You know, and it's it's great for what I'm hearing about Poco is bringing people together. I'm also in the DEI realm and I love it. So, you know, y'all, this may not be the last time y'all see us here in Poco, but no, this, is just absolutely, this is just, just a beginning. start. This is a first for both of us. You know, if y'all didn't listen to the, the makings of you and everything culture, you know, y'all see us in the studio and things of that nature on Zoom. But this is the first time we're outside of the studio. So we gratefully appreciate it. So thank you so much, Jesse. Yeah. Today. Once again. So and you, a good connection it too. Oh, the, the intersection between you just share and then what I just said, it makes perfect sense why we have this and that's why I had to share in the room. It's and that's perfect. what I had to share. I'm like, oh, that mission statement of vision is like aligned so well. Yes. 
And at the end of it all, you said, I said, because on the website, I have my love for people. Yes. Love to see significant change for people. Yes. And once again, it, I see it on a day-to-day basis. When we can sit down and converse with one another, yeah, I've seen amazing things happen. You, yes. The connections that go forth. Like, you know, I'm from the South as well. I can't tell you how often just sitting down talking to someone, who your people? That, yeah. that, <laughs> and happy Juneteenth, everybody. Happy but, Juneteenth, yes. <laughs> and yes. happy Belated Father's Day. Thank you so much. Like, well, thank you, man. But you. when I tell you just that question right there, who your people, I find out people I've been knowing in my life, we are literally related to one another. And the connections we have, friends, family, the six degrees of separations, all of that is true. And at the end of the day, real conversations come from genuine real folks. So yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm glad you said not to, it's something key that it's simple while powerful folks ask for how this, you know, racism thing stay rooted mm. is the lack of conversation. Yes. And so even in the corporate world, we're, you know, sitting in the HR side of it. We think we have to be perfect. We can't say anything wrong. It's actually the opposite. It's it's how do we respond when we do say something that may impact someone different mm-hmm. than us? And how do you have that open conversation? I remember one time I was on a panel podcast and, um, we're, and I was talking to us and I was giving an example using working out as an example. Mm-hmm. Well, in the beginning of my example, I was sharing about saying, you know how you want to lose weight and work out? No, it was extra dialogue that wasn't really well. I was trying to paint a picture. Yeah. And someone gave a comment and said, hey, you know, actually, you know, working out doesn't lead to work, losing weight. It's just for health and it's a community that is impacting. And I was like, this is real time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, thank you for, for saying that. I didn't realize the impact that I may have had on a certain community. Uh, regarding to weight loss and health and so forth. I was just saying, doing this work in, in DI is like, you, you're constantly doing push-ups without break. You can't stop. There's no, oh, I'm going to do 10, stop at 10. No, I'm mm-hmm. going to do 100, 200. And the floodgates of responses kept coming in on the chat and saying, thank you for demonstrating how you actually can support each other in a moment where something maybe said it had an impact and not be fearful because in that moment of being shared, I learned something different. That can now apply elsewhere. But if she would never have said to me and leverage that moment to help me learn, I would have been unintentionally impact, compounding impact on other communities over and over again in future talks. Right there, you said it because one, it was respect in the room. Yes. It, was, it was a respect in the conversation. Mm. And the people had the, or you had respect for the person who corrected you. Correct. And they had respect to correct you. Correct, well. correct. And having grace for one another is so easy because they didn't seem upset. Like it, it took that time and patience. That's why we start off with respect and yes. it was able to communicate. Love that. And be consistent within those two things. And all, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've seen it go numerous different ways, like on season one, if y'all looking for season one, season one's behind the paywall. You know, we're a little we're wild on season one, so <laughs> you can find that one. But, like, and I talk about it, like, I remember my wife correcting me. Uh, we were talking about, oh, I can't remember what, but sometimes I, I use the term oriental. Oh. And it was, oh, you can't say that. I'm like. I can't. And it was like, oh, this is how it offends people yeah. and things of that nature. I like, and my thing, only reason I used it because it was using Monopoly. I love playing Monopoly. Correct, correct. And I took the time out. Looked at, like Even afterwards, y'all, I said, okay, I, I won't. I like, dang, it yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. And 
But at the same time, we were built in these things that were wrong and how to break these wrongs to make yeah. sure to listen to people. Yeah. So how to make this significant change to make things people feel more comfortable and better. Correct. And yeah. I, we were, you and I were talking earlier, it's like DEI, people should be feel welcome. Yeah. You know, it, removing shame, removing guilt, um, removing a, a, a gaze of um, so much from what is beautiful, what is allowed, what is morally um acceptable you know right. we know certain points but i love having these conversations oh, yeah. and that's why i bring people from all different backgrounds to actually tell us what you're experiencing so you know we greatly appreciate it yeah well let me tell you you're, you're a busy person <laughs> from your from the work to your hobbies all throughout so how do you relax oh self-help is key self-love so Two things. One, I always say you can't do it alone. So have a beautiful partner helps a lot. She keeps me honest to say checking with yourself. And she's busier than I am. Unless she can do it, then I can do it. Um, I would say two, I've been learning, just taking a chance to learn stuff. So I've done uh, meditation. I'm still a novice there. Yoga. Okay. I like that. I'm getting better in yoga. Okay. I am not flexible. Oh, <laughs> by a long shot. Um also acupuncture that's been great that's mm. been the best and then um recently um amazing friend over in, in renton those in seattle um has a massage place where i did um cupping mm, yeah you do the regular cupping do the fire cupping oh she did the regular cupping i'm, I'm like man i'm hooked you know you got to share the name oh yeah i will i'm a Give me a couple yeah. seconds because I'm, I'm sitting in her business, but I was like, whoa, black owned business in Renton. Um, it's not holistic, is it? Oh, okay. that's a good another one, too. Because I do you know about them? No, do share while I pull mine okay. up. Okay, yeah, well, my phone over there, so we're uh, right here. So, yeah, and it's black owned. What's it called? Oh, my, it's Holistic Coalition, I think that's what it's called. Okay, they're real good. Um, oh, Corita. Is one of the names. Rita. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll put you in touch with them. Karita right, should be on the show soon, so we'll lock it in. Oh, okay. Why am I so bad with names? Are you gonna, busy? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I found their website. It's, oh, of course. Perfect. Her name is Jamila, by the way, that I didn't know. But her website is Beautiful Awakenings. Beautiful Awakenings. Definitely support. She has the sauna rooms she does the massage table she does she probably had no clue i'm giving her a shout right now so but definitely impressed beautiful weekend beautiful awakenings massage okay went there hooked ever since okay so that's what i do for relaxation besides that i love to travel so um and when i can connect the two i do so i was glad to see well happy to stay you know here and um in, in Seattle, you know, you got Alaska Airlines. And during the year of lockdown, I still managed to get 100,000 miles in travel. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so traveling is my thing, both international and local. Um, it's been, been fun. So it's because I love humans. Yeah. And so I love to go explore and see different things. And I, if, I, if you haven't left, the U.S., I highly encourage. If you haven't left your own state, I highly encourage. Because folks are different. Me being from Philadelphia, living here in Seattle, trust me, it's different. I'm direct. 
But what does that even mean? Folks say, okay, great, but I say things what I mean. However, I realized that on the listening of how it lands for someone in Seattle could come off harsh because if he's saying it back, he must really mean this. No, no, no. What I said is what I really meant. If I don't make that visible, yeah, they don't know. So I, when I travel around the world, I get different perspectives. And last year, oh my God, I spent time in Cape Town twice. Mm. I went there in October and again November. And the takeaway of being on the motherland, putting your feet on a soil and just being connected changed my life forever. Wow. Wow. That's a motivation right there. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. So I'm excited for this next question. Uh-uh. So this is a three-parter. Uh-uh. If you could recommend a book, mm-hmm. a movie, and a television series to our audience, to our listeners, to our supporters, to our viewers, what would you recommend? First book is for everyone. Black, white, all backgrounds, male, everybody. The Black Tax by Sean Rochester. Quick, easy read, but really, he doesn't the job on redissecting the tax on us as African Americans on everything from mm. buy a home to getting car insurance to I'm gonna give away a little tidbit like you go to a car dealership and you feel all great you negotiate your price down this is before the days you can negotiate your car price down by price you got to yourself to and you feel all good about a white male coming out of the same space and a starting price but or negotiating is lower than when you negotiate your price down. You compound that with then getting auto insurance being charged at a higher yeah. price. You con- and so the black tax is a powerful read. Mm-hmm. Um, insightful read goes in the past and also at the present. And even across party lines is how it shows up both Republican and Democrat, no matter where it is. So I, I think it's a powerful read. You said, what other question you asked? Series, television series oh. and movie. Movie. All right. Can, can you a fun one? This is the makers of Jesse. Whatever you say, that's what we're going with. If anyone knows, I'm a, I am a diehard fast and a fairy. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> so I just watched number 10. I want to watch it again. <laughs> and, so, and then it was so well, I won't give away the storyline, but it was so well how they, because it's a movie where I love what was like this here, where you know it doesn't have a real plot. You yeah. know it's like this fun superhero. So it, it allows you to, let, to be fun. Yeah. Just like we do so much that's so serious. Why not have something that's not as serious? And so I love fast cars and, and racing and explosions and no real serious plot. But they just do a really good job on Fast and Furious. I'm already waiting for the next one. And then um, I would say TV series I watch on all black network, Partners and Ron was a really good one with MC Light. The Partners mm-hmm. in Rhyme. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. It, 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 good, it was in season two, a good dissection on um, uh, what it is in the music industry. I, I have family and friends that are, are close to the music industry, my niece and my cousins and so forth. Um, and it was really good watching it. Part, Partners in Rhyme on All Black Network. Is that the name of the network? Yeah, all Black? All Black Network. Where can we get find that? It's shoot, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon on Prime. Yeah, their own app. It's all okay. black. They have their own app. All black network. Partners in Rye. Yep. 
All right, this is new. You yep, about to see, check it out no, now. I, I got to check it out. You're putting us up on game now. Okay. Well, I know a little something, something. Okay, okay, okay. We love it. We love it. Partners in Rhyme, All Black Network. Yeah. Um, We have Fast and the Furious 10. All of them. All, all, all of them. The whole series. whole series. All right, all right. And for the book, Black Tax. Yes. Definitely okay. Black Tax by Sean Rochester. Sean Rochester. Yeah. Let me tell you, we did in season two, um, we had a conversation. We brought two black female therapists mm-hmm. on the show mm-hmm. and we talked about um, racial battle fatigue. Mm-hmm. How just by being black on a day to day, you should be in therapy. Yes. Period. Back. Like the type of stress that you don't even know you're recognizing. Yeah. Like I, I talked about um, one of the reasons we st- I started the podcast is because I used to go into my office and my previous organization. And we'll talk about any other type of event that's happening from bombings to shootings to even the messy stuff. And we'll change our Facebook posts and anything. Oh, yeah. But um, with Sandra Bland to um, Trayvon Martin, Mm. nothing would be said. Mm. And you expect us to come back into the office and act like everything's normal. Mm. Mm. And that, that that was that that's that type of trauma that we deal with that we don't really recognize or discuss because we're what happens to us work sometimes when I looked at as citizens and unfortunately still to this day. And I had to start like once again, this is in Texas. You know, I pull all the black people together in the office and like, let's talk. How are y'all feeling? Yeah. Not knowing until I moved here to Seattle. Oh, that's called an affinity group. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Right. You know, and I was doing this like we need to stick together. If you need to take some time, don't pressure it. Yeah. And we, it was no support from HR. And now that I'm in HR, I really try to sustain those spaces of comfort. And not only no spaces, but hey, make sure we have those spaces. And it's, it's not a secret that we need those. And everybody should recognize, hey, what we're dealing with and should have the same type of feeling. You may not feel the same way we feel, but this is what we're going through at the moment. It's mm-hmm. not just like, hey, oh, yeah, it's just every day. No, we feel that, you know, with yeah. even what happened with um, from George Floyd, but especially with Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah. I like that was me. Yeah. That was legit me. Yeah. So um, I'm look, I'm definitely going to check out the Black Tax. Thank definitely. you for sharing that. And when you were sharing, a couple of thoughts came out of my mind. You know, I'll put out this song to get later. One is the, the importance of, like you said, uh, uh, mindfulness and wellness, especially mm-hmm. for black men. Come back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the work we do is 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 taxing. Yes, in DEI because when I was in finance and accounting and doing IT risk, I left my day job and it was done. I did the audit. The audit was complete. I had a finished product. Yeah, you know, deliver recommendations to the, the company and make upset whatever. It's a little anxiety anxiety here, but I was done. Right, it was over. Right, um, this work here. It's never over. Never. Ever. So I go home, I'm still black, right? Yeah. I wake up black, you know, um, so I have both a lived experience and, and it's balance of patience of like, to me, it seems like common sense things we should be doing and like why we made the move. And he realized how systemic things are mm-hmm. and how it's embedded into our policies, our procedures, our standards, our technology. Because humans create all these things. So the biases we put inflicted into our tools and behaviors. And so I've learned, and I saw a quote before, have grace. Every day we take steps and actions to make to move forward to a better world. You yeah. know, thankfully, 18 months ago, I decided to take the venture on Poco. And hopefully I've impacted some lives. 
Over my 47 years, I've mentored countless how many people and I hopefully had an impact, you know, in their lives. Like mentors have had an impact on my lives. And I say, we won't be here to see the outcomes for our work. You know, so I want to share an example, sitting below a tree. Um, that tree was planted by someone else, mm-hmm. right? You the you the, uh, the benefits being that tree to go plant another one. But you so that person planting a tree may not may not been here. They definitely can't see it the way it is now. And so realize we got to keep planting, keep planting, keep planting, and knowing that the work we're doing is meaningful as much as folks will challenge us. You know, uh, still lean in, but then give grace to yourself. Um, and 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 I always say, growing up, I never learned how to build. So I'm okay to reveal. Yeah, I've done this. I've done that. Yeah, that that hurt. But to actually feel the pain, the impacts of my personal life, and seeing others, uh, and sit with that in order to really heal, is a critical step. A good friend of mine. Years ago, uh, Veronica Berry, you know, still friends, she's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah Veronica, she shared the importance of revealing, feeling, and healing. They really resonated with me. Uh, check out the Wild Gallery if you're here in Seattle. Highly Pacific place. Pacific place. And it was really healthy for me to, to hear that and allow space to feel. Uh, and as men, we don't, we're not taught to feel. We want to feel. Bounce past it quickly. I didn't even create that space there. And the last point I want to mention was my first day in role doing DEI was Memorial Day weekend when George Floyd was murdered. So my wow. first day to work, it started during COVID, virtual team, didn't meet the folks yet, and a new profession, HR, I came from finance. And here I am, and hearing this news for the first time. And they always say you start a new job, you feel like you're going to start world peace. Well, I actually felt pretty close to starting a new job. I had to solve social injustice. Mm. And, and I said, I'm still learning what it even means to be an HR professional in DEI. And I'm faced with this here. So I said, the mask is off. Let them see who I am and lean my best way I knew possible. And of course, I figured they're going to ask me to help out come the black male face, right? Yeah. And what I said was, well, what do we need performative? Let's have courageous conversations. Boy, it was this is exactly when it wasn't, you know. And so we said these, these, these talks and I had a really amazing program manager on my team that quickly took my ideas and made it come to life, structure it so we can have these crazy conversations. When the leaders didn't, we facilitate the conversation, but we didn't lead it. We want to yeah. create a space. Yeah. And then not only create a space to be heard and seen, but what we're going to do about it, what actions we're going to take from it. And so I start in a way that we'll say what we heard, what actions that actually led to folks want to continue the conversation. They want to be educated, including their, their children, not just themselves, which was powerful. They, it makes perfect sense. We can teach the kids and teach them to be born inclusive and not have to be unpacked. All the the learn mislearnings of as adults, but I can make it more inclusive at birth, mm. right? And um and and educate, educate, continue the conversation. Oh, leave empathy. That was the third pillar. That was an outcome from our conversations that we had. And so, the leader is how we lead with empathy yeah. and understand. So that was powerful shift for me 
to come into this space, I didn't know I'll be leading these conversations. I didn't know I'll be creating this three-pronged pillar and a whole website and everything we did to really create space for our, our community um, to be heard internally. It's working within the organization. We're trying to bring folks into a company and I, to ourselves, are feeling hurt and pain. How can we speak for them? So that that's something I'm glad you've all since that was back in 20... Um, 2020. 2020. I can't believe it's already 2020. No. 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2020. Uh, and seeing that transition since. Wow. 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 Thank you. You're doing a great job. Thank so you. when you do what you work in internally, it will show externally. Leave that. So thank you. Thank We're about to take a quick commercial break. I love it. And Look we'll at be right that. back I love with that. y'all. I love it. Look thank you. That. This is the makings of Jesse, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Peace, love. <laughs> Purposeful, organic, captivating, optimistic. That's Poco. Our mission is to cultivate a safe space where all people can convene, co-create, feel celebrated, and build cross-cultural experiences while nourishing their body and soul. Welcome back, y'all. We're here for the makings of Jesse with Everything Culture. And we're on to our next question. Once again, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you, man. All of our conversations Thanks, are great, but this has been fulfilling. You know, this has been filling. You know, I always say, people like, you do so much. How do you fill your cup? This right here. You know, yes, conversations yes. like these. Um, but our next question. Mm. If you had a, an advanced phone, okay, Mm-hmm. So let's go back, you know, let's go maybe in the next hundred years where telephones, cell phones, whatever we call them are now. But with this phone, you can call anybody, anything, whether, you know, they're here within this living um, space that we're in, either they're fictional, whatever. You got three phone calls. Who would you want to call? Well, I'm going to give honor the most recent passing, Tina Turner. Ooh, ooh, Tina Turner. Um, reason being growing up, nutbush, yeah, exactly. Growing up with her, my mom and dad, every time we drive from Philly to New Jersey or the beaches, so mm-hmm. Wildwood, New Jersey, shout out to Wholesome South Jersey, uh, so Wildwood in Atlantic City, uh, that whole area. My mom and dad will every single time play Tina Turner music every single time <laughs> i'm your private dancer dancing for my i can't sing right and so just hearing that music growing up every trip about two and a half hours both ways that um i became a fan of her music right and and then when i learned her story mm. and what she had to overcome and still be who she is i would love to have a chance to understand that this, uh, those transition, especially being on the big screen, especially being a black female, um, and and dealing with real life situations of physical abuse and so forth. To me, I would love to understand what you know, what I can learn and what motivated her, kept her going. 
live her fulfilled life. So that to me, Tina Turner would be a good phone call. Okay, got two more. Two more. Present, you know, pay the bill. East Coast, Philly, just her spirit, her energy, her, her energy about her, how she brings her full self to the stage. I ran across her, we exchanged energy in a passing one time. She was uh, in the Philadelphia airport getting her luggage. And that was just amazing how she just moved. And, and like, everyone knows who she is. And she's yeah. like, whatever, right? She was getting her luggage. And she was and still upbeat. And um, I would love to to get a chance to meet. And that could be real because she's still living. And I know folks that actually know her. Um, so if anyone knows her, know I'm listening. I would love that connection. And then number three, gotta go back to... Yeah, I would love to just, I'm a double, I'm a cheat. But I would love to have, you know, old Malcolm X and the King. Mm. On three-way, on a three-way three call. Way That's the first time, y'all. Y'all hear that? You did a three-way call. That's smart. Three you think of the head. Think of the head. A three-way call. Those two. Because I think both were just, but they stood for it. They knew that their life was, you know, you know just new. And understand. um, and suddenly, just to have Alka accent and LK, just you know, um, dropping your perspectives and and importance of having a dialogue together mm-hmm. is critical. Because you can literally get engulfed in any one of their perspectives and thoughts. To have that collaboration and thought and see the intersection between both is super powerful. So I've been looking for the interconnections of what they both were up for, what they out to do. That mm-hmm. to me is powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm the first to recall example. You ain't see how I could yeah. do that. You I like no, I, you, but that's why I ask these yeah, opening the so questions. Yeah. I love when people think outside the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Challenge us. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is your this is your episode. I, I take it. Have you put it? We taking it. That's what yeah. we go with. Yeah. And the thing about with MLK um Jr. as well as Malcolm X, I remember growing up, a lot of people used to try to paint it like they did not get along with one another. And they were, at a certain point, they did have differences between one another. But when they got time to really communicate with one another and build that relationship, they became friends. Correct. And they started putting their both their goals together. Yes. And that's when Correct. Like you know, you people earlier, had to intervene. Like I said earlier, when there's barriers up, Right, it's perceived conflict. Yes, this is two different humans having different perspectives on the same matter. There you go, right and there. Do, so, is your your way is no, no more right, no more wrong than other persons. But have an opportunity to connect together and have aha moments like, oh, I ain't think about that. No one think, and that's dangerous. So that's and it's human nature. We always look for differences, right? So I come from, you know, I moved to Seattle and. Coming out with talk, the first thing and most common comes up, where you from? We're already looking for differences. We don't even realize we're doing it, right? And so we and so you take society to understand the human behavior and manipulates it. Mm-hmm. Uses against us. It's, a, it's a, a natural norm that I'm looking for differences, or maybe it's not natural, maybe it's been taught. Looking for differences. Right, God, that's okay. I think babies don't. They really see. They, I see you guys see my likeness. They look at yeah. my likeness, not differences. Somewhere we flip the script, looking for differences. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's deep, uh, right there, though. Um, we we have to come back there in the future. On that, a whole. And so, but when you actually connect with the likeness and say connection, I mean, meet you where you're at. Yeah, and actually listen with that mindset and listen to disconfirm my beliefs, 
not to confirm my beliefs, powerful shifts happen. We should have done this a long time ago. This, this is the makings of Jesse, y'all, uh, with everything culture and hitting on them points. Like, seriously, I'm enjoying this. Next question. I don't know, we, got, we got all your calls. We in. How would you define joy? Joy is a heavy one because I, I thought I knew what joy was and I did. Joy for me is truthfully embracing and loving who you are and how you show up authentically others joy for me is learning still learning to be present with people mm. like right now i'm free in my mind of all the world stresses the things i gotta get done and so forth but actually be present the conversation that we're having brings joy so for me is learning to slow down and be present to what's actually at play and embrace your fullness, your uniqueness, unapologetically. Mm. And then you can let joy in. If I'm still sitting in anxiety about what's to come or how you don't see me or looking backwards in depression about what happened, has happened, I'm still holding to it, or I'm reasoning, I'm out, am I living joy? Am I embracing, no. For me, still, I saw this cool, I finally heard this cool um, video about joy. I was like, whoa, that's powerful. Yeah. And it really helped me to dissect the importance to be present and to be authentic and be unapologetically me. Love it. All the bumps and bruises and punches and goes with it. Nothing better. Okay. What privileges do you benefit from? Mm, man, that's definitely a learning once I have my DEI hat. Say this is what I'm learning. <laughs> DEI profession. I didn't realize for a long time. I didn't realize the distinction between I do now, but at the time, a long time being black male versus you no, know, just being black and versus black female, mm -hmm. and understand how important it is for us to show up and the impact. So my mind. An excuse, just my way of being. I like to analyze everything. I'm very analytical, which is probably why I'm not surprised. I'm in the field of accounting and finance, right? Um, but um, apply wrong can come across wrong, especially if you're talking to a, a, you know, a woman, and um, where you can be seen as gaslighting, mm. things like that, and learning how to unpack. What that meant was different for me because when a guy a guy talking, I don't have that that sense of feeling. Too also, I remember one time I was working in my previous job. It was a session they were having on angry black female. And I'm like, what is what does that mean? This is years ago. I was like, yeah. what does this mean, angry black female? So I went to the session, and it was a bunch of tech folks, non-tech people there, and they were sharing how the same thing a male can do, black male included, gets rewarded. 
at work for being strong and determined and, and speaking up and so forth was looked opposite for a, a black female. Now, think about most humans, we learn about watching. Mm-hmm. So they're learning and watching what it takes to get to the next level and are adopted in those certain ways. And then now being held against them in the room, mind blowing for me. And I and I blind blowing in the sense that I didn't realize how many rooms I was in, privileged yeah. to be in, and had the opportunity to speak up and did not know to speak up because I was too blind to as well. Mm. And so when I heard that and I listened, I said, man, how many times have I been in a room where you know uh uh, you know, a woman's in a room not getting her accolades, right, or their accolades as as they should. And or if something's being said that they reward Johnny, <laughs> they need that now Samantha Susan is saying, and not say, excuse me, uh, Johnny was okay with the same thing you just mentioned as attributes. And while we're giving praise to the award, that you now say is Susan or Stephanie or Samantha. Yeah. doing and so that point on i made a, a certain effort to do as much as i can to support uh women initiatives uh programs you know wonder women but Veronica Berry and others um to make sure that how do i leverage my privilege in a way that creates space to be an advocate and ally uh, in the space where i'm given um, and I, even when I saw my cousin one time, she was sharing about different receipts of social injustice and the big difference between seeing the impact when it's, you know, when it's a female being impacted mm-hmm. versus the male and, and realize that the men don't show up. And I had to think about it. You get my, my mindset when I analyze. And I thought about it. I said, well, my mom is strong. I'm proud of my mom being a strong black woman in my life. I come to her when I was hurt myself, right? I've come to her for, for advice. To this day, I still do. But my mom also hurts. Yeah. I mean, and I did, may not have seen it because she was tough and had that tough exterior, but she also needs support and love and realize how important for us as parents, I'm a parent, to show our kids both sides. They understand the importance that you have to also give support and love so I've been on this journey of making sure I tell our, our brothers how important for us to be present and show our support. And we make a mistake, own it. If I say something that's inappropriate, own it and say, I apologize, that was not my intent. And I was blind to it. Thank you for bringing it to life. And I felt horrible when it happened. It hurts my heart. So I figure out how do I transition and adjust and move forward. So for me, Seeing that, and my daughter is going to get reminded me. He reminds me of this all the time. Dad? That <laughs> <laughs> so, is my mom. I just my, you know, significant other. But my daughter yeah. is a good person to help keep me in perspective of how we show up and should show up. So I'm still a, a pupil. I'm still learning on how to best embrace my privilege in that aspect. Um, and I'll say one more. Corporate, our job. Sit in a DEI space, creates a, a, a space to speak up unapologetically is actually expected on not behalf of just my community, but all communities mm-hmm. um, and, and not be not fearful of being wrong by it. 
but also be seen as a subject matter expert in it. And that's a privilege to leverage and make sure that I don't take it for light, take it lightly, and it comes with big responsibilities. And I know um, there's an expectation. And for me, the biggest reward is when I don't have to speak up in the room, when the leaders speak Ooh. up in the room, and I don't have to. That means my opportunity of influence and impact is, is seated itself. And I know the work is never done, but I know we at least moving up the maturity curve on in that room. So that's another privilege of your work privilege and your level, my position, my level. And I can go on, but that's a couple. See, see I was, I'm not even at the level you at. I'm just, I'm I'm like here. I'm still NBA intern, man. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, and I, but I'll be like, because I'll be in some of these meetings like, do I have to say something? I'll, I'll be what? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is where we're at now. Saying, yeah. but when you see, when you said it right there, when you see other people say it, and you sit back and like, yeah, it feels good. It's like it's, yeah. it's like a milestone. It's almost seeing your kid hit a home run. It's, yeah. it's like it feels good. Here's a but twist. Here's a twist too that someone said. I won't get it perfect, but you get the essence of it. it it's our language, right? A lot of cases we're in. A, we're the only in the room. I'm the only black male in the room, mm-hmm. right? And then you feel this weight of you know, how to speak up as the only. And someone said, we need to change our lens on that. Lens is, I'm in the room and I'm very visible. I have an opportunity to take advantage of it, speak up. Mm. Same same perspective. Because I am visible, you see me in the room. Let me leverage that privilege that I've been granted to speak out in that space. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to speak up all the time. But I see it as a negative, but no, reality is I'm given the space and afford to to speak up. So take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I'm enjoying this. I hope y'all enjoying this all throughout here. We greatly appreciate y'all. This is the makings of Jesse with everything culture. And our next question is, what has been an impactful moment in your life? Mm. I would say the first that comes to my mind was find out that I'm gonna have my son. Mm. You know, um, uh, my girlfriend at the time was not married. I was in college. I know I finished college. I just graduated. She was in college, and um, she was having some pains and so forth. And I was actually hopeful that I said, "Hope she's pregnant and not something worse." Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and bless it, she was pregnant and not nothing worse. And so she gave me a call and said, I'm pregnant. And man, that hit me like, whoa, I just started my job and doing two new career. Uh, on my first flight, uh, you, I mean, I'm from Philadelphia. We don't fly. We always, always local trips. My my trip was from Philadelphia, New Jersey. That was a trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, never been to New York yet. Um, never been, that was, you stay in your own town, right? Never been a plane. Here I am, my first flight out of the, out of state to go to Colorado. And I found out she's pregnant. And it really shifted my mindset on the responsibility that is beyond just me. I have a life to take care of that's coming. And not just my son, Jason, but also her, uh, Melissa, that had responsibility to take care of her and Jason. It shifted my mindset, took my job very serious. It wasn't about me, it was about the collective us and well-being. So that was a huge impact. I was only 23 Mm. at the time. 
And then fast follow when uh, we had Jason, he was three months old. And um, I'm trying to be super dad, try to work super person at, at Deloitte Touche. And uh, wasn't sleeping. Still don't sleep much now. No, I'm about to say. But sleep back then either. And uh, fell asleep behind the wheel. And she was in the backseat. He was in the backseat. And I hit a pole. And this is the car. It didn't have airbags yet. And I had a big bruise on my chest. Thankfully, Jason was in his amazing car seat. He was still asleep. Didn't feel anything. Unfortunately, my Melissa, his mom, uh, she wasn't as fortunate. She broke her arm and internal bleeding. Oh my goodness. And here she is, three months later, and can't call her own baby, uh, brand new, brand new baby. And that was also I put the two stories together because here I'm trying to learn to be a new father, and I broke him up in my mind, and that guilt that came with that and the significance of it. And I was really honored how much Deloitte supported me. Yeah. Um, and that transition gave me time off. This is back in the day before they had paternal leave, whatever it's called, paternal leave. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave me leave to be present with, with them too. And her mom was present with us as well to take care of this brand new baby, broken arm, internal bleeding. And here I am. So those are a real defined change moments for me to really take my life and career and, and family serious. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, being transparent and genuine yeah. with us. As we've been saying through this whole conversation, yeah. that is like a lot, you yeah. know, and I can imagine the, the emotions that you're going oh, through yeah. and probably still at times you may think. Of it, so, Correct. oh, man. Yeah. Decades know. of that. Yeah. He's 24 now. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. They're still present. Amazing. I still picture the street, the car. I can still see the, the pole coming at me mm. 24 years later. Mm, yeah. Wow. Well, Jason, glad to have y'all here. <laughs> if you're listening to this, yeah. Like, oh my goodness, you got you got an amazing dad. Let me tell you that too. Love you, love. So much love, much love. So, ooh, I'm thinking of the scene now. Yeah. If you have a bio pick coming up, who would you have directed? <laughs> who would you have play you? Oh. And. What would be rated as well as would it come go on the network or would it go in the theater? How would you how would you put your biopic together? What would it look like? Oh man. I'll see network. I go backwards, go fun network. Okay. You know, so the t- intentionality you got, a, you got a network that you think you want to pick you up. Put all black network. Oh. <laughs> I have no stock in that company, no investment, but you know, I am a fan. Um Oh, and shout out to Amazon too. Amazon, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon Studios too can get some of that pickup too. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon Studios. Um uh, I would say uh who will play me Denzel Washington. Oh man, so with Denzel. <laughs> okay, okay. Fun fact, every time I travel international, for some reason people call me Denzel or Wesley Snipes. I, I still don't get the Wesley Snipes. It's the cool, today. man. Maybe it maybe my I don't know, but Wesley Snipes and Denzel Washington I get all the time. And who would direct it? Mm. I don't know. Mm. You know what? It'll be someone that's unknown. Someone that is thriving. Um, that's looking to get big. Someone that's the future tomorrow. Mm. That's present today. So I would I would share 
my story, make it accessible, and look for some young, thriving director to pick it up. I like that. Yeah. Like that a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh-wee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. This is the this is a would you rather? Okay. Would you rather go back in time and speak to your younger self? Or would you rather your future self and come and talk to you now? Mm. I'll say my future self come talk to me now. Mm. With all the moving parts I have, um, especially I started my career in DEI and Poco the same time, which I do not recommend that to anybody. And it's overwhelming. I'm tired. Mm. Um, Good tired. Um, But tired. And so I'm hoping and believing and praying that the vision I set forth will take root. Um, in a lot of days, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to pay the rent, how to pay the pay my employees, yeah. and so I get distracted by the day to day of this being a business owner, yeah. Um, as opposed to the bigger picture out here, um, and and figure out being more commutative on working with partners. And this is the first step to let folks know to pour into you. I've never been really good. I pour into so many people. Um, I need to work the muscle that allow folks to pour into me. And yeah. hopefully the future self has figured it out and can bring some knowledge on, hey, like you're pouring to me right now. So I appreciate it. It's a mutual. Right. What I appreciate that. And creating a, a platform to share my stories. I'm honored by that. And um, I would say my previous version of me would have been, been, been less inclined to be full, have been all positive and now all layers. My future version knows the importance of letting your network know how they can support and pour into you. Mm. And I'm still learning y'all. I don't know. I can figure it out, but I need it because everything I'm doing is for the community, by the community. So the community has to all support its, its goals together. And so I'm learning that lesson in a very expensive way, <laughs> open time and finances uh, to make it happen. So that's how I would do it. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, goodness. And what areas in your life do you need to heal? Oh, man. Areas in my life I need to heal. That's a loaded question. Oh, man. Love. Uh, love, 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 love. Being divorced mm. is a lot to unpack. And you, you know, you got, I met her when I was young. I was in college, you know. Um, I was, uh, I guess it's what, I don't know. 20, I guess at the time, probably married 20 to me, 21. I can't remember how well it was. Uh, I went to Fort Fire College and um, to, you know, all those transits in life. And then, then to, we were married for 10 years mm. before we, oh, I'm sorry, 12 years before we decided to split apart. And I revealed it, you know, but I didn't really heal from it. And I'll still yeah. say I'm on a healing journey. Um, and so having grace with myself, learning how that it's important to let someone love you. Don't be fearful of the fear of, lo- of blocking out love out of fear of losing love. Doesn't make you, when you say out loud, doesn't make sense. But in reality, we do that. We self-sabotage. Mm. And so I'm in a great situation where I'm letting love in. Mm. And it feels amazing. It's joy. And when you have joy, 
lot of times you get fearful of losing it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I say stay present to it. I mentioned earlier to it because you stay present to joy. You don't have to worry about losing it. Yeah, see how they came back around. Y'all see, y'all see that? We didn't, we didn't plan none of that. It just happened that way. It just happened that way. But we love it. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Now we're getting close to our last few questions. Okay, about like four, five of them. Four, five of them. So I'm just warming up, y'all. Yeah, hey, that's how I go. That's how I be telling people we can do this all night. But your last, I don't know it. If you can have a meal at the snap of your fingers, any meal, hmm. what would it be and who would prepare it for you? Ha! With no impact on weight and all that stuff. No, just whatever it is. Just, just your treatment. Just, hey, you want this and you want this person or these people making it for you. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to give two. Uh, I'll say shout out to Philadelphia. Uh, my place, uh, Iska Biggles. South 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 Street made this amazing chicken cheesesteak. Now I say that because I don't eat chicken no more. <laughs> I am a I I went all the way down to being a pescetarian, just eating fish only, but now I've let steak creep back in there. Ah. And so I, I said by you know, it's by moderation. That's why I am now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I chose not to eat chicken or, or pork uh or turkey in, in a long time. Um and so a nice chicken cheesesteak sounds good. And I would say my mama uh, bake lasagna. Mm, okay. We're we rocking right now. That's what I'm talking about. I bake, she made baked ziti and baked lasagna. Both are good because they both say the same as different noodles. Yeah. But I love my baked lasagna. I haven't had lasagna. I don't even know how long it says. I had lasagna last week. No one. You know rubbing, it, rubbing it. I haven't had it in years. Because no one replaced my mom with Zaya. Yeah, my family was other than Stouffer's. Nobody. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I, got, I know that feeling, though. I know yeah. that feeling. That's how I'm with dressing. Yeah. So, I, well, I, if you like mac and cheese, come to Poco. Uh, okay. It's okay. the original recipe for the last 17 years, passed down to each owner. It's the bomb. We, we put a little extra little twist to it that resonates pretty well. So, I always tell people their first time to Poco. Here in Seattle, PocoCL.com. Uh, get the mac and cheese first. We had, we can uh, yeah we can do vegan too if we know at time. But the the, the one I got to say, unfortunately, the non-vegan version is the real really really good. That's one. Which one I'm going for? Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. you got to worry about all those yeah, barriers yeah. and limitations. Correct. I'm going in. Correct. And okay. you pork, the bacon on top is good too. Yeah. <laughs> say less. Say less. Okay. Okay. So going to our next question. Mm-hmm. How would you want people to remember you? Someone was for the culture, man. Mm. Like for the culture, someone that really saw what was possible and worked hard every day to make sure it, it was realized. Mm. Even by one person or a hundred people, a thousand. To me, that shifts. Um, my my children, I would, would love to be. I see my son Jason and my daughter Jessica. Um, they both got some beautiful personalities. And I can see their mama in both of them. And I can see me uh, in both of them. And I see them more importantly in them. And so knowing that they will continue the legacy uh, is powerful. 
So anyone who has children can understand. And all my godchildren, I love them. I have, I have probably, what, 10 godchildren, I think, right now. Um, and everyone owns to, you know, one of their inner in a month still to my oldest 26. Um, just blessed to be able to be in their lives and had a chance to and you know, hopefully instill some perspectives on them. And so I'm glad and honored to still be requested as a godfather. <laughs> I had to cut my limit off. When I was too young and I had all them guy kids. I was like, I got a minute, but I feel you. It's a long yeah, guy. My guy door was before I had my own kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the oldest. And now I had one recent one. She's like, you know, little baby, you know, baby, not even a year old yet. Mm-hmm. And I saw her yesterday for Father's Day. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I had guy kids in high school. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, no stepping in yet. They getting ready to graduate this shoot. I think I got to make some phone calls. Goodness, oh God, this is time flies, time flies, time flies. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Love it. Love it. He spoke about culture. What changes do you want to see in your culture? I want us to see how powerful and beautiful and complete we are. Just the way we are. Mm. Kings and queens princesses and princes, wherever the terms you want to throw out there, just understand how rich in family, our history, um, our ability to have grace, uh, to weather the storm, and still we rise. Um, I think us embracing that greater as opposed to seeing the wounds and being held and being kept small. We're not small. Mm. Um, and so just seeing our fullness and our likeness of us and celebrating that, it's huge. And the importance of knowing that we, one of us need to do it alone. Together we rise. Together we rise, collectively pull together, build. Uh, it's too many humans in the world to do it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, got a great, great idea. Share it. Work together, collectively. You know, build. Someone's not adding to you. Move on. It's okay. They serve the purpose. You were them at one point. They were a reflection of you. Hold on to that. As you thrive and grow, you move your circles. That's okay too. Um, grow, contribute, and lift. I call it the infinite rope. Infinite rope. The team is pull. We pull each other up both directions. Not just lifting as I climb. Not just one direction. I want to throw you ahead of me. And you pull me up as you climb. And we continue to do this. Yeah. That's, that's why I see. Some people call that a cable toe. So yeah. no, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even when I slip, you know, one, you don't forget where you come from Facts. as well. But you still got the tug on it sometimes. And when your you know, your friend or your community help, and when they tug in, you gotta pull along. 
Facts. You know, it's if it's slack there, you know, it's going to slack. Sometimes you got to whip it like, hey, we still here. Wake each other up. Facts. You know, I know this is the makings of Jesse here, but I, was, I don't know if y'all watch. You watch the the most recent um, version of the Harriet Tubman story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I took the time I watched, went to the theater, my wife and I, and it was impactful for me because mm-hmm. when, it, when I got from it was when Harriet, when he came, when she came back for her husband or her, for her family, they were not ready, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but other people were. Yeah. She left with those other people, saved those lives. Left and came and I was come. I came back. Yeah. Right. Every time I come back, I'll find somebody. Yeah. I, I come from the, my people or the people yeah. I want to be with. They were not ready or they not, you know, for whatever reason. But I'm steadily bringing people, making changes. Mm. Don't stop what you're doing. Mm. Even the people who you want to support you to be there for you or you want, you know, be at the top with you. May, they may not be there, but it doesn't tell you to stop going. Right. You still got to keep going. Mm. So. That's that's impactful what you're saying with the case, you, with man. the the rope, the tie, always coming back for the culture and community. Yes. That's absolutely necessary. So we relate to that. So thank you. Thank you. That was a real one. Oh man. So last two. Might make it three, but I'm gonna say stay <laughs> So what can we've done but make what can we've done to make this experience better for you? In general? In general, no, no, this is perfect. I think (laughs) uh, I I love uh, the real conversation and connecting um, and and allowing space to share. Because I always say, when you share, it's also therapeutic and healing. You know, I have a sense of zen right now. So, thank you for that. So, for me, I'm glad you came to my space. My space is your thank you. Seriously, this for me, you know, coming to space as a safe space to have this type of dialogue. I envisioned this, you know, a year and a half ago. And see the coming to fruition gives me hope and promise that I'm doing the right thing. So, you know, that's huge. So for me, this is perfect. Oh, man. Same. Visions of what I don't even have that I just know it's going to be bigger and bigger right. and greater. And this is a blessing. Yeah. I'll say that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, one of my quotes I have on my website, too, uh, at MrRose.net, uh, MRRose.net. It's uh, the power of vision. It's what drives me forward. And, and I always tell people, it doesn't mean I can see what is ahead of me. I just know, I believe and feel what driving at Poco is the vision for it. Right? I shared earlier. And how I'm going to get there and when, I don't know. But I'm trusting the journey, right? And then learning in that journey. And so the power of vision, which you should share too, is what drives you forward. It'll drive me forward. It should drive you forward too. Oof. Okay. Who would you recommend to come on the makings of them? Give me a category. Anyone. Who do you think that should be in your seat in the future? Who would you like to see? A love couple. <laughs> ah, look at you. Look at you. Hey. Sink Seattle. Right there. Right there. You know, Denise and Derek. We we, yeah. I'm a, we, we, we talked about it. We on it. We on it. They'll they be on soon. But absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And lastly, mm. How can we support you? Oh, thank you. I would say the big thing is let know, let folks know what we're up to. Come in, enjoy the space, bring friends in tow, um, host your event here. Um, know that you have to, do not have to ask for permission in this space called Poco. Mm. You know, if you're about transformation, you're about working together, building financial uh, understanding and well-being, informing, educating. That's what we want in this space here. We're hosting a podcast, come here. 
So I always say, just tell people, pass the word um, about what we're doing here. And hey, when a book comes out, come um, we read more. You heard a lot of some pieces coming from there too. It's kind of poker. Come hang out and chill. Tell us, folks. That's the main thing. Uh, because I think uh, have space for us by us where we can let our hair down and have some real talk conversations. It could be about financial literacy, real estate, to estate planning, to I just want to have fun with a cocktail or a mocktail or no tell, to I want to hear some good music, you know, live music or participate in spoken word. Come here. Space for you. That's what I really want. This is why I had it. This is why I'm doing this for y'all. Wow. Oof. Hey, you've done it. You've did it. You've completed the makings of you with everything culture. Congratulations. Thank you. you know, you made it through. You made it through. <laughs> oh, so, you know, you you good at sh- I love that you, you know, you, I'm, I'm good at plugging you too. Yeah. But yeah. if the people are looking for you yeah. and you're trying to be found, where can they find you? Mm. Let us know. Best way you want to find me is I mentioned the restaurant. So Poco, P-O-C-O-C-L.com. That way you can find on Instagram, you can find on Facebook, you can find the website.com. Also, you want to find just me. Uh, so I would say MrRose.net is all about my network. Right. Yeah. So M-R-R-H-O-E-E-S.net is the best way to find all things, Jesse, about my bio, about what I'm up to, actually connected to my website. So MrRose.net is probably the best and easy way to find me. Okay. Okay, with Daya. And you know we know text me. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> he come through. He come through. Appreciate you answering the text oh, and responding. Like, I mean, like once again, this is a busy individual, y'all. Like, y'all don't feel me though. Like when I say I see him, I'm like, that's Jesse. Like everywhere I go. Like even with my wife and I, we like both like you know Jesse, you know Jesse. <laughs> it's funny. Like, and it is crazy how it works out and the connections come through. Yeah. But you're in yeah. some every space that you're in, but I'm in, I'm it's a positive vibe. Thank so that's something I value. So thank you again. Appreciate Greatly that. appreciate oh, you, brother. Oh, you know, seriously, seriously. So um we appreciate y'all. Much love. Make sure to check them out, support. If you're in Seattle, come swing through the Poco. If you're trying to highlight me coming in town, guess what we're gonna be? We're gonna be in Poco. It's, it's been stamped side and sealed. After we take y'all through a Sync Seattle event, oh, then we go to the Wild Gallery. Then we'll come to Poco and we go lounge and kick it. You know, that's what oh, we're here yeah, for. Every day. So, hey, we want to say thank y'all. And as always, we appreciate y'all support. We appreciate the love. Make sure to like, share, comment, tell a family member, a friend. And yeah, we'll holler at y'all next time. All day, every day. God bless. Peace. Bless, God bless.